truth is the authority. All right, first thing, bring your A game because I'll take nothing less. I mean, we don't need more regulations. We need far less of that. We're going to have an open and honest discussion, but the numbers are what matter. The facts matter. Forget about the Republicans and the Democrats for a minute. Let's talk about the people. I've lived the American dream, and I want so many more people to be able to live the American dream. My show is what it says. It's common sense. We've jettisoned political correctness. It's principles and policies that work for everybody. I just want to talk about how to fix this country. The David Webb Show. I'm joined now by Representative James uh, Comer from Kentucky's 1st District, also ranking member of the House Oversight Committee, Afghanistan and the vetting of those refugees. What's the real story is our lead topic. And Representative Comer, I'll put this uh, right to you. This is from an email that was sent out on, and I just want to get make sure I have the date right here, Friday, August 20th. This email was sent by then uh, by Brigadier General Mark Merlino. And in that email, the G3 for the Army Corps of Engineers, as he referenced, reached out to him to coordinate the housing of non-vetted Afghans who will arrive in the next 24 to 48 hours. These are the refugees that were aroused initially in the Dulles Expo Center in Virginia. There is concern, and I have other emails, other information. I'm reading from that email as to what is going on with the vetted and non-vetted Afghans and how we can even make a distinction in who comes into this country. Where does this stand? What has House Oversight done, if anything, so far? Well, House Oversight has been very active in requesting information from the Biden administration, just any information on the vetting process. We have no idea what the vetting process is. It, it could be uh, it could be thorough, which we doubt, or there could be nothing there other than uh, an, a refugee saying, you know, I was a translator for the for the United States on behalf of the United States. Please allow me into the country. The Biden administration's demonstrated complete incompetence on securing the border on that aspect of national security. Now we have all these refugees coming into the United States. No Republican on the House Oversight Committee or any other committee of jurisdiction has any clue what the vetting process is. The questions that are asked, did the State Department have data on these people? Did the Pentagon have data on these people? Are we just taking their word for it? I mean, every American should be concerned because we've already seen uh, the incompetence with the uh, botched withdrawal. Now we have tens of thousands of refugees coming to the United States and we have no idea who they really are. The National Guard is being asked to run these sites. Uh, we, we know it's a mixture. As you referenced, there's a State Department control to some degree or maybe lack of. That's coming out of Foggy Bottom directly. You've got the National Guard command confused. I, I've read through series of memos and concerns and emails by National Guard commanders who are asking, how are we doing this? What are the logistics? Who else is involved? Uh, DHS involved in this to some degree. 
Also, another email and another concern from the health perspective is that we have unvetted Afghans coming in, and we have an actual concern, an actual concern by some about the health, the fact that some have come in testing positive for COVID, if they're on airplanes for hours together, are they all being tested? And now we know that they're leaving these facilities, in some cases uh, being Ubered out of the facility to parts unknown. So this is a security concern that has now gone beyond the vetting to are we essentially seeing the equivalent of balkanizing the way they do with the illegal aliens that are then released into the country? You're exactly right, and that's exactly what's happening. Uh, we're getting notices uh, uh, it, through the media, not even through us personally, that uh, uh, just about every member of Congress that has a fairly large town in their district uh, are going to get you know, between 25 and 100 new Afghani refugees coming into the community. So we're getting bombarded with calls from concerned constituents. What's the vetting process on these people? And we can't answer that. It's so frustrating. You have all these different government agencies, Homeland Security, State Department. You've got now they've involved the National Guard, the, the, the Pentagon. And it's a complete uh, breakdown of the bureaucracy. There's no leadership at the top. The leaders, the cabinet secretaries, and the president himself have demonstrated such poor leadership in this. You've got bureaucrats that have no idea really what the protocol is. They they don't, you know, these these emails that you're referencing, these people clearly don't have any clue as to what the vetting process was, and, and they're clearly concerned that there was no vetting process. So, you know, if people think that the botched Afghanistan withdrawal was the end of uh, all the mistakes that Joe Biden can make, we're making mistakes every second uh, through through allowing Biden to, to continue to do this. And you know, the, the Republicans have been to Washington we're demanding that uh, Pelosi call us back into session. Obviously, she's not going to do that. They're more concerned about uh, expanding their socialist agenda than protecting America. That's the biggest role of government is to protect the people. Not only do they r- refuse to protect the southern border, they're allowing these people in, and every American should be concerned. And I'll tell you, even the, even the liberal Democrats in my congressional district are fed up with their political correctness or incompetence or whatever it is with respect to allowing potential terrorists into our country without being properly vetted. What can be done at this time? As you said, Pelosi won't call Congress back, but even if even if she did, uh, the Democrats are in charge and she's not likely to suddenly go against Joe Biden, no matter what polling, what district repres- uh, you know, constituents or otherwise say. Uh, can you do anything? I, look, I, I can I could literally and I wouldn't do it on air. I could give you a list of National Guard commanders. Oh, six is enough. Generals who are sending out emails. These are people who have serious concerns. And at some point, 
while keeping the politics away from it because they're taking the orders, they need to be contacted and asked what's going on here. No, you're, that's a, a great point. Uh, we're reaching out to people. We've got a hotline. We've had uh, several military people even reach out to us with concerns, with questions. Uh, we're looking into everything. The Pentagon is has not been transparent in the least bit. We're going to be voting on a national defense authorization bill uh, in the next few weeks. This is going to be a huge issue for Republicans. Uh, this is an annual bill that funds the military, as you know, and there's going to be a lot of amendments. There's going to be a lot of discussion about the vetting process in addition to the botched withdrawal. I think if Republicans can continue to uh, message and to continue to uh, talk to good media outlets and uh, people like yourself that have a, a lot of listeners to educate people, I think that there's going to be a public movement uh, and, and the Democrats are going to have to give in on some of this because the first incident, the first uh, act of violence among uh, one of these refugees, I think that's going to really propel the national debate on this and discussion and uh, call into question what did what did the Biden administration do to to vet these people? So, I mean, it's just a it's a huge issue. The mainstream media is not wanting to talk about it, but everybody knows this is a problem. And, and the last point I want to make when when we were talking about legislation to relocate the Afghanis, and this was about a month ago, the numbers that we were given were going to be around ten thousand. That included about 4,000 actual Afghanis who cooperated with the, with the government and then their families. Well, now the numbers that we're getting are you know, around you know, 100,000. Well, who are these extra people, and how, was the, how were the estimates off that much? So the, it's clear that the United States Biden administration – has had no clue how many Americans were in Afghanistan, but also how many Afghanis we were going to uh, grant refuge to. So there's there's no vetting. If if you were thinking ten thousand, there's a hundred thousand. Okay, who are these extra people, and what are you doing to ensure that they're not part of the Taliban or they're not uh, extreme radical extremists, and 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 they don't know. And I think that's the reason they're not being transparent. If they were, if they had a good, accurate vetting process that they were confident in, they would send us an email. This is what we're doing. These are the questions we're asking. These are the the data. This is the database that we had compiled. But they don't have anything, and it's just unbelievable that we've got a southern border that's wide open. Now we're accepting all these people from Afghanistan who we don't know anything about. Yeah, and there will have to be support for that. Uh, according to one email that I received, the projected time for these various facilities just in Virginia alone uh, is six months or so. So that means that, you know, we're carrying on this incredibly larger number uh, and this will continue to grow. Here, another concern is the use of American bases. Initially, 
and this happened on August 15th, there was an exchange between military leaders about the initial course of action to use Camp Roberts out in the California, out in California in the Valley. Camp Roberts could not be used, so they switched. They brought in Fort McCoy, Fort Bliss. Uh, There are other facilities being used. But again, even there, there are issues where you have in Fort Bliss unaccompanied minors being housed. Now, Afghan refugees, and this is this is a mess but this is also on a military installation where military resources are being used other than they're supposed to be so how do you address how how does this get addressed period we're trying to put together on the house oversight committee a report on exactly how much tax dollars has been spent in the Biden administration on temporary housing, not just with these Afghani. This has just happened, as you know, in the last few weeks. But for months and months and months, the Biden administration has been awarding no-bid contracts for temporary housing shelters for all the unaccompanied minors and all the people that are coming across the border that they refuse to to send back. Of course, with the 72-hour rule, that you could only uh, detain a minor for 72 hours in, in the detention facilities. So we're the Biden administration is creating sanctuary cities all over the United States, and they're doing it at an incredible cost to the taxpayers. Now they're doing the same thing with these Af- Afghani refugees. And again, you know, how do you miscalculate the number of people that are going to be coming over here? It's just so disappointing to see the damage being done to to our national security and the huge expense to the taxpayers of of housing these people when we don't even know who they are and they have you know most of them have no right to even come to the united states uh so it's 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 just a debacle we're trying to get the message out we're trying to calculate the numbers i mean it's just the, the 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 American people are opposed to sanctuary cities. That was that was an issue in, in the presidential race. But what's happening, and I don't think a lot of people understand, you're getting sanctuary cities popping up all over the United States because they're putting these unaccompanied minors from the southern border there, now these Afghanis, the ones that uh, they've taken from the military bases, now they're starting to uh, create housing for them in places like Bowling Green, Kentucky, and you know all of, Owensboro, all over the all over the United States, and that the, the American people are paying for that. We're printing money or borrowing money from China to pay for it. So what we're trying to do is is kind of uh, our role will be to try to put a price tag on this. This is how much the Biden administration is spending of your tax dollars on housing and food and shelter and, and, and uh, health care and everything else, transportation for these people who probably don't even belong here in the United States. It's, it's well, will the Republicans then, given all that you've just said, and there's a lot on the table there that you've just put there, given that, will the Republicans stand firm against reckless spending, which is what the Democrats are prioritizing now with the NDAA, with these various other Christmas tree bills, 
that are out there, you know, these trillions in spending. Will the Republicans stand firm? That's often the concern and not often the result to simply say to Democrats, no matter what name they call you, no matter what email they send out, what marketing they do against Republicans, stand firm and say no. I hope so. Uh, I've had my heart broken in the four and a half years. Uh, I've been in Congress many times by Republicans that cave on Democrat spending bills. We have a few Republicans that, uh, you know, attempted to support the infrastructure bill. Uh, I hope we don't have any Republicans, uh, surely to God, we don't have any Republicans that are tempted to vote for this budget reconciliation bill. But uh, the NDAA bill should be a line in the sand. There's too many questions on the vetting process. This is where Republicans can make a difference because the progressives don't want to spend anything on the on the military. Now they like the they like the uh, the Democrat progressives like the uh, housing these Afghanis and bringing in more people from other countries to make America more diverse and all and and more socialist and all that. But as far as uh, passing a defense authorization bill, they're going to have to have Republican support on it. So this is where the Republicans can have an immediate impact on on stopping the Biden administration from uh, continuing to bring these people in without being transparent on the vetting process and uh, without being transparent on why they miscalculated the estimates of people who were going to be coming in here. So I, I hope the Republicans stand. You know, we've always got a few suspects, and you know who they are, that uh, waver on us from time to time. But the NDAA bill should be the the line in the sand for Republicans to stand up to this uh, reckless spending and uh, reckless national security by the Biden administration. Representative James Comer from Kentucky's first district ranking member on the House Oversight Committee. Representative Comer, I'll, I'll offer you this. Your team reach outs to me or, or you reach out to me. You have my contact. We obviously have yours because you're yes. on this show. I will give you a list. I will give you the emails. I will give you the memos. I will even give you some going back to March with White House emails sent out to various command areas with unaccompanied minors. I will give you the emails and the documents on the housing of non-vetted Afghans. There's your list of people who will have to deal with this problem. And while the Democrats may not lead it, the Republicans will have the information because apparently a talk show host can get to it and the Republican leadership cannot. Well, we'll take that information and run with it. uh, Jim Jordan's on my committee. I'll I'll, uh, talk to Jim about it and anything we can do to help out, we'll do it. But I appreciate the information and uh, that's what we what we desperately need. You can hold up one of those emails that I just read you a part of to any Democrat, and it's right there. It's right there. Well, we're it, it's there's never been a more urgent time to to stand up and fight in Congress against what the the damage the Democrats are doing to our national security, and and not to mention our uh, our national debt. But from a national security standpoint, you know, it's clear that the the military people that are working on uh, how temporary housing for these Afghanis are clearly concerned. There's their red flags that they're seeing that uh, lead them to believe that there many of these people haven't been properly vetted or, or have no, have no right to be in the United States right now. 
Well, thank you for joining me this morning, sir. I'll put you on hold at the end of this segment. Uh, one of my right. team, Anthony or Edwin, pick up, and we will we will share that information. You can, as a matter of fact, guys, I want the representative and I to talk. So please arrange that conversation uh, directly. Great. Thank you, Representative Comer. Thank you. Appreciate. It. Look forward to working with you. Eight six six nine five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. Go ahead and get that information, guys. Get us connected. I'll take a break. I'll be right back. <laughs> 